Welcome to a special bonus episode celebrating the 29th annual Canadian Grand Prix New Product Awards finalists. Sylvain and I are thrilled to be a sponsor of these prestigious awards for the third year in a row and have the chance to hand out the hardware on the stage IRL to the winners in person for the first time. We've had the opportunity to meet and get to know many fantastic food innovators and entrepreneurs, creators and makers, from consumer brands to private retail labels. These are their stories. Paula, welcome back to the Food Professor Podcast. How are you doing this afternoon? Thank you, Michael. I'm doing very well. Nice to uh, speak to you again. Well, it's great to have you back on the mic uh, talking about uh, the Canadian Grand Prix. And boy, uh, we, we were talking off mic. I, I, six, you took home six awards and more products. So you had a great night and, and great products. So congratulations. Thank you so much. We were very, very happy. <laughs> Well, you know, and uh, and great product, really an interesting range of products. So I want to get into that a little later. Everything from dog treats to yeah. non-alcoholic wine, and and uh, some mm-hmm. other great products that you uh, introduced. So let's let's start at the beginning. As I said, this is your second time on uh, the podcast. We were chit and chatting this time last year, but for those maybe you didn't uh, happen to catch that edition, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and uh, and what you do at Metro. Okay, so um, I've got about 25 years, well, actually over 25 years experience um, in um, different areas in manufacturing from supply to retail across a bunch of different uh, areas such as product, brand, category, and business development in food, household, general merchandise, and pharma categories. But as you know, food's my true love and majority Mm -hmm. Of my career um, has been focused on private label. So currently, I'm uh, the director of product development uh, for corporate brands at Metro, where I've been now for about six years. And uh, there, um, my goal is basically to make sure our private label portfolio provides a wonderful customer experience with innovative, meaningful, and on trend products. Let's talk about your background a little bit. I mean, you, you went and uh, you have a degree in, in chemistry. Were you always interested in yes. applying that into the food business, or was that one of the avenues that kind of, a, you know, just not appeared, but kind of one of those, you know, when you see a fork in the road, take it kind of decisions when you got out of uh, when you got out of school? Well, it was a bit of a fork in the road. Um, <laughs> I did go into chemistry. I graduated in chemistry um, because I was planning on a different um, route in my life. But then, you know, when you realize that that's not going to be a good option, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, I had a summer job in pharmaceuticals, and then I ended up working in a meat manufacturing facility, and eventually that led me into food. I've always loved food. I've always watched all those trendy (laughs) uh, food shows on TV before they became trendy, yeah. And I still remember my my most favorite one was um, Marseille. Um, he was he was all about death death with chocolate or death about mm. chocolate, something like that. It was just yeah, I love that. So, do you remember? Do you remember? Uh, you and I are the kind of the same generation. Do you remember the Galloping Gourmet on? Oh on yes, CBC? yes, yes. Remember it, it was yes. he had such a. It's it's funny because he had this epiphany that I think reflects. Uh, modern living where he started to cook very differently after he had a bit of a health incident. And he said, you know, maybe I should yes. be making product with a little, a little healthier, like a little better for you. And, and I think that and kind a of less mirrored, sauce. 
A little less sauce while he was cooking. Is, is that yeah. when you and the team get together and talk about product? I guess I got a couple of questions. One is, what degree to which does that? I mean, people are a paradox, right? We were talking about this, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Mike. The, you know, on the one hand, they want to eat healthy, but the other hand, you know, I, we all enjoy uh, eating things that uh, that are rich and and uh, maybe not mm-hmm. so good for us. But um, how do you guys? How do you guys? you know, square that circle when, when you're introducing products that, you know, you want, you want to, you want to sell, you want them to be popular. Well, when we're looking at products, we always identify what focus we want to make. Like we're always focusing on health and whatever health may be to the consumer. So that's where our life smart brand (laughs) comes into play. So that's, uh, we've got the organic covered off there. We've got plant-based, our Natralia and nutrition focused. But we always, but we also know that people like to indulge every so often. So we're, we're about making sure that the consumer has something at their disposal when they do want those special moments, when they do want to indulge in, let's say, uh, a great dessert. I speak from Mm. experience because that's my indulgence Mm. Um, or, you know, something that's not necessarily considered the most nutritious or healthy, but everyone does indulge. I guess that's reflected in the sub brands that are created, right? So each of those brands sends an important message selection, selection, premium life smart. I mean that, and that's very purposeful for you, right? The, and the organization. It is. It is because we want to make sure that we have brands that fulfill all of our customers' needs, you know, whether it's for value, which we have for selection, um, or health and wellness, which is our LifeSmart umbrella brand, um, or we have the value-added indulgence from Irresistibles. So that's where we have – those are our main food uh, brands. Um, then we have uh, a newer one called Invitations, which is a smaller mm-hmm. one, which is used for our non-alcoholic wine. And then we also have Selection Eco, which is our mm-hmm. environmentally friendly line focused on mm-hmm. earth-friendly and sustainable products. And then in pharmacy, we have the personnel brand uh, used for OTC, Baby, and Haba. Mm-hmm. As you say, you want you want to make sure there's something for everybody and and those exactly. who want to make choices exactly. in the category. It's, exactly. it's I mean that's got to be a big challenge for you and the design team and the creative and marketing, right? How to communicate, you know, brand values simply and quickly on the shelf, right? Absolutely, and that's and that's where the brands actually speak for themselves. Mm. Um, and we have to make sure that uh, we communicate all those key elements on label. So when a consumer is looking on shelf and they see all this stuff happening on the shelf, we make it easier for them to um, to attract their attention first by the imagery, because that's mm-hmm. where a great packaging design uh, team comes into play, and then it comes around, and then it comes to all the claims that we need right. to make that are meaningful to the consumer. Well, and, and when we think about the consumer, you're e- even thinking about non-humans. You've got irresistible biscuits for, uh, for doggos, which is, which well, is a exactly. Is, well, is, that, is, is yeah. that a new category for you, the pet food? Uh, it's, it, I wouldn't say pet food is a new category, but we started to develop more into pet treats, uh, especially dog treats, um, because pets are uh, part of the family. 
they're just they're treated as well as if not sometimes better than children <laughs> you know um and that is a very uh very strong area of growth right now especially um after the pandemic you know people adopted a lot of pets and um we want to make sure that whatever we have as a treat whether it's you know a human treat or an animal treat um especially for the pets we want to make sure that we provide something that's a healthy option that's where our um dog treats have played a uh, a good role for us well i i love the branding because of course uh, when i look at something for my doggo the fact that it could be irresistible is pretty uh, pretty interesting to me cuz uh you know irresistible for me and for him too so yeah. that's a lot of fun and um, so let's talk about uh, the products that uh, yeah. you submitted this year and just tell us a little bit about because, you know, you're a big organization with lots of products you develop for all kinds of reasons each and every year. How and what process do you go through internally to decide which ones you're going to submit uh, to a competition such as this to kind of get evaluated and, and, and put forward? The decision to submit is really based on uh, our team. So we get together and we say, under this category, what product do you think, um, what product do you like and you think would um, win or would have a good chance of winning the Grand Prix? Like what's innovative? What, what really stands out for you? And I would say 99.9% of the time, we all pick the same products under uh-huh. a certain category, you know? Yeah. So, um, it's pretty easy because I think the the key products really stand out for us. And mm-hmm. when we make the selection um, and when we make, because it's not only me saying, Oh, I think we should do this. You know, mm-hmm. it's the whole group, the business side, the business team and myself, we just say, okay, what would you suggest for this category? So that's how we kind of choose the products themselves uh, because we really believe in them. Right on, right on. Now, um, sometimes an awkward question. Do you have any favorites of the ones that were submitted or is, is it kind of like, uh, you know, asking people who their favorite, uh, uh, kid is, I mean, do you, do you, is there any ones that you're like, listen, I'm buying, I, you know, I, I, I mean, I'm looking at these. Uh, I'm biased. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the yeah. shrimp, the shrimp I, I'm burritos are really I'm, cool too. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about that. So, I mean, I, you know, the, some of my favorites I would say would be the, um, the life smart Neutralia codfish fillets because they're, mm. they're so easy. Like um, I'm for a single person like myself, they're individually portioned. So I can just take out one and quickly thaw it um, mm. in cold water and mm-hmm. I can add some sauce to it. I can do all sorts of different things with it. it it's just super convenient. And because it's wild cod, because I look for certain things, uh, mm-hmm. when not, especially with fish, it's wild caught, it's IQF, and, and it's just fish. It doesn't have any added preservatives um, into it. So it's really, it, it's really a great product. Um, and uh, that's, I would say that one is one of my top ones. And then the shrimp burritos. That one's, mm-hmm. I love the shrimp burritos because they were really, when we were developing them, they were uh, developed based on the popularity of burritos. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They seem mm-hmm. to be getting a, a kind a of a moment. second life. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And we wanted to do something with a twist, not your typical beef or chicken. 
So we had a shrimp and shrimp is the number one ingredient, which is awesome. But mm. we also knew that during the pandemic, like people were just really craving for those small get togethers. And we thought we'll be ready when they're ready for those get togethers. Mm. Um, being able to give them something that's, um, innovative because they were during the one thing the pandemic did is it really created people. Um, it made people go out and uh, get takeout. So they really got accustomed to exploring new flavors and tastes. So we thought, well, we'll be ready because these shrimp burritos really would fit the bill for that. They're really innovative. They're really mm. easy to make. And they're perfect for those uh, initial small get-togethers. And mm. like two bites, they're great. And uh, a dozen, made under a dozen in the minutes. package, right? I mean, they're, they're a dozen in the oh. package, ready in a dozen minutes. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a nice uh, yeah. combination. Now, it's let, great. Let me pull on that thread a little bit about uh, yeah. the impact of the of the pandemic on the way people think about taste and what they're, what they're looking mm -hmm. for. I, you know, Savannah and I were talking about how people probably divided into a third. I'm, I'm sick of eating at home. So I want, I'm just going to go eat out all the time. Uh, boy, I appreciate how hard it is to make great food or, a, or, and the third category is, you know, if I, I'm getting pretty good at making stuff myself and buying stuff myself. Uh, mm -hmm. That better be pretty good for me to go to a restaurant. Where do you, where do you, do you, where do you yeah. think people, kind of landed after this kind of couple of years of the, of the pandemic experience? Well, I think people still like to still like to make things at home, but there are certain things like more complicated appetizers, let's say like this, you wouldn't, you wouldn't make this at home. So I think where we really fit into mm. a consumer's um, let's say world of entertaining right now, they still mm -hmm. want to make make believe that they are creating something from scratch, mm -hmm. but they don't want to go all the way to like making that sourdough bread, you right. know, anymore right. because they've had they've had their moment. They're tired of it, and I think mm -hmm. now they do want to still go out, but it's getting expensive. So I think what we're do what we're dealing with right now is. We've had the pandemic, we've had the post-pandemic, and then we're, we've got now the post-post-pandemic where people <laughs> are now dealing with the inflation and mm. all of those other factors that they're realizing, okay, it's really getting costly to eat out all the time and, and go out to a restaurant. So let's bring part of the restaurant home. And nice. that would be go to, um, you know, a metro and pick up a couple of irresistible products when you've got company coming over. And you know what? I can make my drinks for the, for the, um, you know, everyone coming over and I can make some of the mains myself, you know, mm -hmm. especially now in the summertime, fire up the barbecue. That's an easy thing. But when it comes to making a, something a little bit more complex, which you would pay mm -hmm. probably an arm and a leg for in a restaurant for this type sure. of an appetizer, you know, I think they're really trying to balance where mm. they really need to spend um, and where they really need to save. And a lot of people are right now saving with private label. And we're having a great moment that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and it's, <laughs> Yay. you know, for me, for me it, I, I mean, you, you know, you know how it is. The, the harder you work, the luckier you get, though. I mean, you're at the right place at the right time. But that's, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of hard work from you and your team to to get there with the right product. Consumers have lots of choice. So, um, yeah. you know, putting out great product is, is so important. I mean, for me, it's about how much time I want to spend. I'm not a big 
create an appy kind of person. I like, no. I focus on the main to, unfortunately, to some yep. degree, I get the main done. My wife comes home and says, where's the, where's the side? Where's the, the starch? And I'm like, Oh, I did. I didn't actually make one. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm a little, little guilty of that. Um, yeah. last, last question for you. So, uh, take us through in, in a, we've talked about a bunch of the products. Is there any other products you'd want to kind of call out? So the um, Invitations uh, wine is a great um, one that you mentioned because non-alcoholic beverages have been trending upwards for quite some time now. And you usually see your typical whites and your reds um, mm-hmm. and rose, the rosé is actually my favorite. So it's it's just really giving consumers that option to be able to get what they need uh, from our private label lineup. You know, we have great non-alcoholic beers that we Mm -hmm. launched uh, not too long ago. And now this just kind of completes what we currently can offer. So we've got a great Chardonnay, we've got a Cabernet Sauvignon, and this uh, rosé is just it's it's quite nice. And it comes from Australia too. So for those people who do drink wine, like myself, like real wine, usually, um, Australia is a wonderful place for that. Um, and then you can top it off and have a little nibble of the gingerbread truffles. Listen, <laughs> <at the same laughs> such a great yeah. range of products. Congratulations to you and your team. Uh, lots of hard work goes into this and and I wish you, uh, clearly they're successful. I wish you continued success. And uh, I look forward to seeing what you uh, what you and the team put on the shelf uh, now in the future and, and uh, coming up soon. So thanks again so much for joining us on the Food Professor Podcast, Paul. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us on this special bonus episode of The Food Professor. Stay tuned for plenty of great interviews of the finalists from the Retail Council of Canada's Canadian Grand Prix new product awards stay tuned for our regular full-length episodes available on apple Podcasts, spotify google wherever you enjoy your podcast today